You're listening to Bible Prophecy Daily, a weekday podcast where Bible prophecy matters and matters greatly. And it's another episode of Bible Prophecy Daily. I'm your host for today, Jake McCandless, and I am a pastor, church planner, and director of a ministry called Stand Firm. Through Stand Firm, we help believers navigate such a time as this. Our focus right now is through an initiative that we call Stand Firm Parents, where we're helping families have a faith that lasts. I'm super excited about some of the things coming with this initiative. At the end of this month, we are relaunching Stand Firm and Stand Firm Parents. New website, new socials, new logo, all that stuff, but all of that stuff to just make sure that we're focusing in on helping families have a faith that lasts. And through that process, we hope to build, help build a Maranatha generation, a generation ready to see the Lord come. As you can probably see, with Stand Firm, with that type of ministry, with that approach, it's really an extension of the pastorate. I look at Bible prophecy in the end times through a pastoral lens, through my lens. I don't think that's a bad thing. Because if we go to the Olivet Discourse, where it's recorded in Matthew, Matthew 24, 25, Jesus is answering the question of the disciples, what's the signs of your coming? He gives the signs. He gives some nitty-gritty details about the end. But he spends half of Matthew 24, all of Matthew 25, talking about, and because of these signs, and because of this kingdom coming, because of these things, this is how you should live. Again, Jesus was being pastoral. So I think it's a pretty good approach. In this episode, I'm continuing a series I've had over the last few months, Looking back at COVID, you remember that time? Looking back at the COVID pandemic, the lockdowns or whatever you want to call it, and the, the repercussions that came and, and impacted the church and is continuing to impact families. But seeing and understanding ourselves as watchmen, me, you, the host here on this podcast, whether we raised our hand and asked for it or not, the Lord has led us into, I believe, being an aware of where things are prophetically. You know, seeing things in the Word and then looking out beyond the wall of life and seeing these things possibly occurring. And we have to admit, COVID kind of looked like some of that, right? I mean, it's straight up fit like a end-time movie, right? And I believe as watchmen, we can look at that time and step back and take notice and take notes and say, okay, if that had been The prophetic, end of the age. How could we have helped people be ready? How could we help people walk through those times faithfully? Because no matter what detail of the end of the age we're talking about, you know, the rise of the Antichrist, the wars, the rumors of wars, the the pestilence, the, the famine, the earthquakes, other natural disasters, the other wild stuff, you know, the wormwood stuff, whatever that might be, aliens, whatever that might be. The greatest thing on the line is not the pain, not the persecution, not the difficulty, not the starvation, 
It's will we remain faithful in that time? So what lessons can we learn? I've shared several already. In this episode, I want to share a lesson about obedience. I call these lessons from being warned, trying to warn, and seeing. Now again, our origin stories of us tracking in prophecy and being watchmen, watchwomen, it's different. Some of you have been on this journey for years. My journey began 2012, you know, kind of began to steamroll a little bit more 2014. In 2016, I launched Stand Firm full-time, began writing and speaking, and helping the church prepare or hoping to help the church prepare. So coming into COVID, I felt like I had a unique seat. And one of the major things that had been placed on my heart was, Things in the church, the American church, were going to change, and it was going to impact our faith. And, and, and really, just the message of anything that happens prophetically towards the end or any challenge that we may face in life, it's not the pain that's the biggest problem for us. It's how is that going to impact our faith? Is it going to lead to a more robust faith? Are we going to grow through that? Are we going to hold on? Or are we going to turn away? In Every detail and challenge of the end of the age, and now that's what's at stake. So I felt like I had a unique seat coming into COVID. I never would have pictured anything like COVID. Some of you had that same seat. Some of you had a higher seat because you've been tracking in it longer. And so you were like me. You had been warned. Maybe you were trying to warn others, and then you're seeing something like it come to come to pass. I really believe we can look at that COVID time as a warning shot, as a sample. Now, maybe you started tracking during COVID, after COVID, yesterday or today. Whatever it is, I believe we can look back at this time and help guide us in how to prepare ourselves and prepare others for when it truly hits the fan. Now, one thing you probably are seeing here is that I'm convicted that a watchman is supposed to warn that it's not okay for a watchman to know the plan, know what could occur, and then possibly see something from the wall and do nothing. That is not a watchman. Now, maybe before COVID, you didn't feel that way. Maybe even right now, you don't necessarily feel that way. But if you think back to the prophecy scriptures you know, I mentioned Matthew 24 and 25, how that in the midst of telling the signs, Jesus spends more time on warning and helping. I think if you go back to, and I can't definitively say, because I don't, I, I can't even say I've seen every prophecy passage, but all the ones I can think of, there's never just prophetic information that's not tied to Warning or a step of obedience. I can't think of one. Nearly every time, or every time I can think of that a prophet in the Old Testament speaks of something prophetically about the future, it's done in a context of warning or you know how you should turn back to God or encouragement. Hang on, because this is going to happen. I do not think there's any room for there to be 
two separate situations. So I believe everyone that God has opened their eyes to see what's in Scripture and what may be occurring in the world has a role to play in helping others. Now, think about it. Okay, again, maybe you you haven't thought like this. Maybe ahead of COVID you weren't thinking like that. But with what you knew prophetically, the warnings that you knew within Scripture, could you have helped someone prepare and walk more faithfully through COVID? Could you? Now, I was actively doing it, and I didn't transform the world like I dreamed. But I do know at the time I was helping relaunch a a small church. And at the time, we relaunched January 19th, 2020. Uh, But we had spent months before that walking through this idea of standing firm, prophetic warnings as we launched in January and going into the time of COVID, we were walking through the book Pilgrim's Progress together. And through that time, because we were seeking the word and understanding, hey, this life is just full of trials. Prophetically, stuff is going to happen. It made a difference in how we approached it and and stood through it. So if something like COVID was to happen again, with what you know, biblically, Could you help someone remain faithful? Of course you could. Okay, I don't think I need to try to convince you anymore that, unfortunately, we can't just sit on the wall and say, huh, that's fascinating, that thing's happening. (laughs) That's fascinating, the Antichrist is coming and the church is being persecuted. Oh, that's fascinating, this thing's going to happen that's going to greatly impact the church and many people are going to abandon the faith. (laughs) Okay. I said I wasn't going to try to convince you anymore. The Holy Spirit can take care of that. There's so many lessons we could learn, and I've shared a lot of them. I've talked about my list of 51 lessons. Number 51 special to me, so a lot lot of times I go with 51, but I'm not going to do 51 episodes on it. Maybe 45, no. I've shared several lessons already. If you've not caught them, I encourage you to do so. But I, I wanted to talk about a lesson in obedience. As I said, I believe every, at least every prophetic passage I can think of is connected to some step of obedience. And I talked about in a previous episode, as watchmen, as we move forward and help prepare ourselves and others for whatever may come next, we need to continue to seek the Lord, to walk in the Spirit, to be in the Word, to obey in the network of home churches, home groups that I'm planting here in Northwest Arkansas called Epic Life, I was challenged to take the characteristics uh, that I believed went into being a follower of Christ and a disciple maker. Right now, I've got five factors in that formula. And doing the whole pastor thing, each of them start with an S. Each of them are two words, first word S, second word C. And the first two deal with this seeking the Lord. And it's seek constantly, seek God constantly, and step courageously. When we seek the Lord, he's not just giving us information. He's giving us direction. He's calling us to action. He's call- I mean, the whole word follow is not just 
not just something stationary. It's not static. It involves movement. And most all of the steps the Lord leads us to make are challenging, are difficult. They're against the grain. And so it calls for courage. I think of the book of Joshua, which talks a lot about Joshua having courage as he's about to take this step into the promised land and lead the people in against these challenging armies and challenging cities against giants, possibly. It talks about courage. He's told to have courage. But many times it's just implied or assumed. So, so often what the Lord calls us to do, again, is against the grain. It's, it's challenging. You know, looking out, being a watchman, and then trying to share that and help others. That's against the grain. It's against the grain, unfortunately, even in our churches, in Christian culture. But yet, we're to obey and step on courageously. But one of the things that I have experienced is that in whatever the Lord calls us to, he's not often sending reminders. You know, we don't always get a daily text like, be sure to continue, be sure to do this, be sure to do this. It's as if the Lord speaks and we're called to obey. You know, a lot of times in life, we can like let stuff lay and no one says anything again. And we're like, okay, they forgot about that. The Lord doesn't forget. He didn't void out what he's called us to do. And so that's the lesson I want to add to this fact of obedience is we need to realize there won't be reminders. So as the Lord began to work on me in 2012, or 2016, really just committed my life to encourage the church to stand firm. I wasn't getting daily reminders. You know, after spending six months of calling 20 pastors a week, visiting with some as well personally, and not getting an invite to share that message, it was tempting to say, you know, maybe I, I thought of this wrong. <laughs> now, I journal my prayers, and so I can go back, and this call to do what I was doing, I mean, it, it did come back up. But there wasn't always that reminder. And it's really easy when something's difficult to just say, you know what? I've probably heard the Lord wrong. He's not said anything more. I've not got another reminder. Nothing's happening out there. I mean, I, I would think all of the prophets throughout the Old Testament, you know, may have had those moments. You know, no one, Isaiah, I mean, no one's listening. You know, some of this, I don't, you know, I'm never going to see this come about. Jeremiah, though he's seeing it come about, he's like, yeah, no one's listening. Why am I bothering? Maybe I got the Lord wrong. And I believe it's a in all areas of obedience with the Lord. But I think especially in these instances of warning and being a watchman. Because, it, again, it's, it's so against the grain of even Christian culture here in America. Now, I, I wanted to, like, you know, find that proof verse, you know, that just said, okay, God doesn't send reminders. I, I couldn't find <laughs> couldn't find that verse. Um, but I, I think we can see that it's probably implied and assumed throughout Scripture. I mean, I don't know how many times Noah was retold about the ark. And, and if you think 
I, I think of the time Abraham's called to sacrifice Isaac. Um, I was just reading in the case of Moses going back up for uh, commandment tablets number two, you know, when part two. And both of the times they're told to get up early in the morning and to start, like this immediate obedience. You know, I, I really don't think there's necessarily when they woke up that morning, God was saying again, okay, remember what I told you, come on up. It doesn't seem to be how God rolls. But as I was thinking that, you know, and a lot of times they're, you know, I run into this quite a bit. You know, I the Lord will place something on my heart. You you see it within the examples and you know of people walking with the Lord in Scripture. But man, it's really kind of hard to put that direct statement. And just looking through the passages and and things, one of the passages that struck me was Revelation fourteen. Just we'll start in verse nine here. It says, verse nine. It says, a third angel followed them and said in a loud voice, "If anyone worships the beast and its images, receives this mark on their forehead or on their hand, they too will drink the wine of God's fury, which has been poured out full strength into the cup of His wrath. They will be tormented in burning sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and of the Lamb, and the smoke of their torment will rise forever and ever. There will be no rest day or night for those who worship the beast or its image." or if anyone who receives the mark of his name. Okay, I'm reading that for context. This is what Verse 12 is what I really want you to hear. This calls for patient endurance on the part of the people of God who keep his commands and remain faithful to Jesus. So it's talking about the mark time. The time where if you do not have this mark, you're not able to buy or sell. You know, at the max, this time is three and a half years. I don't even think it's that long, necessarily, maybe. But at the max, three and a half years. You know, maybe in a time with the Lord, he speaks into your heart and says, hey, remember my passage? Don't take that mark. This is it. Don't take that mark. Do not worship the beast. But I, I don't know if we're going to have a daily reminder. And I believe that we can sense this in this term of have patience, have endurance. Other places we read about standing firm, persevering. So as someone walking in obedience in difficulty in the last days, we need to understand we need to be patient. We need to endure even if we're not getting daily reminders. But I want to say ahead of that, as you're warning others, as you're branded the crazy one, the weirdo, keep going even if the Lord is not reminding you. I know there have been times I let off the gas. Because I'm like, no one's listening. Did the Lord really want me to do this? So-and-so pastor friend told me it was a stupid ministry and should be focusing on it. Another guy told me, why are you doing anything that's not focused on, number one, his words, getting people saved? I didn't always get a daily reminder. And I don't think you will either. Maybe this is hitting close to home right now because I'm going through a time of of really silence in my walk with the Lord. The Lord has always come through. He's always provided. Every step along the way, He has me do. But I, I'm in a, have taken some steps in which His provision has been a lot slower than in the past. Of course, it's made me second guess. Did I, did I hear right? Did I do the right thing? Am, am I doing the right thing? But just because there may be silence, I'm not getting a daily reminder, or 
even because it's not going smooth doesn't mean that anything has changed. I believe until he gives you another order that supersedes what he's already given you, the existing orders still continue. Does that make sense? Let's say, you know, Noah, I mean, he just doesn't hear from the, doesn't get a reminder for a while. You know, his funding for plywood or gopher wood, I guess, is not coming in like he thought it should. He thought the animals would be there quicker. He thought his wife would be more on board. His back sore, whatever it is, that doesn't mean God changed his mind on the whole ark thing and the whole flood thing. As a watchman, as a watchman who is helping warn, you're going to have those moments of silence. You're going to have those moments of doubt. Just be ready that the Lord's not going to give you a daily reminder. One of my favorite treatments of, of this subject and this idea comes from C.S. Lewis's Screwtape Letters. And you're probably familiar with that, that classic. But in Screwtape Letters, it's these letters of an older demon and a younger demon and the older demons helping mentor this younger demon and leading this new believer astray. And one of the conversations they have is they're talking about how that they watch God, who is in the beginning of someone's walk with him, seems to be so close and and their you know presence right there and just guiding them, like holding them every step of the way. And then as they begin to mature, it seems like God steps back. And almost like as we're you know, toddlers and we're learning to walk and parents or whoever's with us is are going to say, hey, you know, so-and-so send them over here. And there's a distance, you know, and you're no longer holding, you know, your parent's hand or they're carrying you, but you're walking from one parent to another and no one's holding your hand in between. And that was almost the image that's given. And the, one of the quotes from Lewis is, he, God, wants them to walk and must therefore take away his hand. And if only the will to walk is really there, he is pleased even with their stumbles. And I think in terms of anything the Lord calls us to do in obedience, we need to realize his hand, we may not feel his hand all the time. The Holy Spirit may not be screaming in our ear, keep doing it, yeah, right track, keep it up, keep it up, keep it up. But we need to realize That doubt is going to come in. That silence may be there. That seemingly distance may be there, but that doesn't mean the call, the command, whatever it is, however you phrase it, is gone. So looking back at COVID, looking at that as a warning shot, as an example of what's going to happen at the end of the age, let's know there won't always be reminders. Thanks for listening to Bible Prophecy Daily. We hope you learned something valuable today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss an episode. 